Good morning. Today we have Lance with us from Witham's Coffee. Good morning, Lance. Good morning, Tina. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, thanks for joining us for a chat about your business and I guess a little bit about the coffee industry. Yeah, absolute pleasure. Pleasure to be so, here. So, thank you. How did you How did you get into coffee, I guess, and uh, predominantly coffee, and then how long have you been, have you been working? Um, so, I was actually born on a coffee farm in Africa, mum and dad's coffee farm, and we got um, wiped out by a hailstorm, which... Uh, good luck, bad luck was actually a good thing that happened. Otherwise, I'd probably still be a coffee farmer in Africa. Oh, wow. Wouldn't, wouldn't be a really good thing. Well, that's but a different beginning. I didn't expect you to say <laughs> that. <laughs> um, so Dad then Dad then went and ran the coffee mill for the um, for the uh, local district. Yeah. And um, through that, he met people in the coffee industry and he was then headhunted and we went to Malawi and then to South Africa eventually and then immigrated to Australia in 83. So I kept um, – I'd always wanted to work for him. And mm. when I left school, um, there was a bit of upheaval in the coffee industry, so I couldn't work for him then. So he sent me up to work on the um, coffee plantations in North Queensland. Oh, right. And I spent a season up there. And then I came back and I worked for him for about 18 months. And um, he tasked me with going out and um, selling coffee to small coffee roasters. Cause in, uh, so this was in about 88, 89. And there was just the start of the coffee, the boutique coffee industry in Australia at that stage. And oh, that's, really? So I was running around in a small truck um, selling, you know, a bag of coffee here and a bag of coffee there to um, to people in these small coffee roasteries and um, that was my introduction to it and I sort of really got interested in that side of the business. And yeah. So I left working for him. He was a commodities broker um, and I, in 94, um, my wife and I started a small little roastery down in Waverton. Yeah. And um, by 97, we'd outgrown that space, so we, we got a warehouse in Artarman and we were there for 10 years and then we needed more space again and oh. so we moved up to Hornsby and based on our current trajectory, we'll probably end up in Brisbane. We'll just keep moving really? north. Really? Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, wow, it's really been your whole life. Yeah, so 94 till now, it's about 27 years, I think. Yeah, that's a long away. time. Yeah, so. so you must have a lot of insights and you must have also weathered a lot of financial storms, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, so we survived the GFC, we've survived COVID, we've um, we've survived, um, we've taken the company to the edge twice. Um, we, at one stage, opened multiple sites. We had uh, cafes, we had three cafes running as well as the roastery. Oh, and, wow. Um, we didn't... Uh, Steep learning curve there, didn't mm. have the management structure to do it properly and nearly mm. lost everything. Um, so, yeah, it's been, it's been a very uh, – been a bit of a roller coaster. And what's the footprint? What, where do you – what's your distribution or who, who, what are the types of customers you have? Okay, so we really we just want to um, own a piece of the coffee market between North Sydney and Hornsby, Palm Beach and Manly. So that – Right. That to us, we you know that's our golden area. If we can right. if we can get cafes and home users in that area. Having said that, my second biggest client is in Palm Cove, north of Cairns. All oh, right. Um, and my smallest client is in Ballarat. Um, so mm. a little cupcake shop in Ballarat. Um, yeah. So we we mail order. Um, we've mail ordered internationally. Um, but yeah, really the the target client is a coffee aficionado in that area that sort of north shore area yeah um that way we can also guarantee deliveries in our own vans and things and that we can just provide that extra that extra bit mm. of service that a lot of our competitors don't. yeah i guess when you keep it um when you keep keeping it in a spe- specific area you can keep control on yeah. a lot more as well we also develop very 
um, personal relationships with our clients. Um, and so having that personalised service and being able to answer questions and Q&A on the spot, especially with the cafe clients as well, they, they, all the boys in the vans can, um, can do a bit of quality um, oh, control they? when they're on site. So they get asked to reset grinders and do oh, all do sorts they? of things. So, um, yeah, so we don't just use couriers for that. We, we actually send our own boys out in vans. And when it comes to coffee, do you think that there is, um, what's the word, I guess, do you think that it comes down to the barista or the coffee or a bit of both? What's oh, your no, view? Because I hear a lot of conversations about, oh, it's a bad barista. It's good coffee, but it's a bad barista. Yeah, so. there's an old saying, you can't make bad coffee taste good, but you can sure as hell make good coffee taste bad. <laughs> um, and, that's, and that really comes down to the barista. So we, we, can give, we can give a cafe owner the best product we can give them um, and then they can totally stuff it up. Um, right. when they serve the client. So we, we really push very hard. We don't insist on it like some of our competitors, but we very um, strongly encourage our cafe clients to let us train their staff, mainly because you want a consistent, um, you want consistency at, mm. um, the last thing you want is a, cuff, a customer walking into a cafe and asking for a specific barista to make their coffee. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that just highlights that there's big Weakness, systemic problems yeah. in that business. So yeah. it's really important that even if they're doing the wrong thing, that everybody's doing the same wrong thing um, because your customers will come back based on that consistency. And it's all about generating repeat business. You know, it's nice to get new business and grow your business, but mm. really generating repeat business is the only way to survive I in agree. a market like this. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we, we encourage them and, and that's and we do it from grass, grass, grassroots up. We do a lot of uh, training in schools, barista courses in schools, hospitality training in schools has become a very big thing. Um, so we, some of the private schools, we actually run their barista training for them in-house. Oh. Um, we also have a training centre at the warehouse in Hornsby. Yep. And we do a lot of, um, a lot of training there. And cafe, um, cafes that we supply can send us their staff for training there really? as well. And do and a lot of them take that offer up? Yes, we, we're finding more and more. Um, we also offer discounts. So if they're using our product, we discount the, the course rates for those clients. Oh, right. Um, and it's a bit like... The way to think about it is if you go to for a job in a pub, you have to get your RSA. Yes. So if, you, if you're going for a job in a cafe, you should be getting some kind of barista qualifications and the publicans don't pay for the RSA. The, star, the, 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 the staff member pays for it to, in order to get the job. So the cafe owners should be sending their staff yeah. to get a barista course and in, insisting their staff pay, on it, pay it. Mm. I mean, it's a discounted rate, so it's not very expensive, but, but just putting some value on it it's incredible the difference in the training um, and the yeah. way it's the way the training is adopted by the, the, the student. I'd agree, yeah. 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 I think people value what they pay for, not necessarily mm. what they get for free. Yeah, they, I think they feel it's a bit of a hindrance if they actually get sent to do the course, but if they're paying for it, they suddenly, yes. they, you know, their eyes Incentive spark to, up. Yeah. to actually um, be more engaged, yes. I guess. Oh, that's very interesting. So we'll have... Um, very young baristas <laughs> oh, <absolutely. laughs> being taught so, from school. As you know, we do quite a lot of work in the community. Yes. We do a lot of school fates, and um, which we haven't done with COVID lately, but we do a lot of things like that. Um, the canteen at the local soccer club, we're very heavily involved there. And a lot of that is um, the coffee stall is often run by young students, um, school students and things. So we're, we're training them. And it's really good on-the-job training because they're dealing with customers, they're dealing with the general public. Um, and it's fantastic for their confidence, um, and they're learning a skill, a skill that they can use when they go to uni, they can work in cafes and things yeah, like that. So. Yeah, it opens up opportunities, I yeah. guess. Okay, so what's the common, what's the, sorry, not common, but what's the most popular coffee you would say you sell? 
Like um, where's it from, I guess? Uh, okay. What type of coffee is well, it? Well, we're bringing coffee in from 22 different countries oh, at the really? moment. And then from some of those countries we bring multiple grades. So, for example, from Colombians we've got a thing called a Supremo, which is the premium grade in Excelsa, which we use in the blending. And then we also have an organic Colombian. Um, so we've probably got about 30 different coffees on the floor at any one time. And they're all different and unique. Um, the most popular is Colombian in the single origins. And then we make, from those 30, we make eight blends that under our own banner. Right. Um, and the most popular one of our blends is the Super Mocha. So those are the two most popular coffees. Super Mocha. Super Mocha, yeah. The name, um, so Mocha is actually a place in Ethiopia. Oh. And the coffee that comes from Mocha has a very distinctive chocolatey flavour. Um, so hence okay. the name Super Mocha. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And what about tea? Tea, um, <laughs> we, we offer a range of teas. We get them contract packed for us. Um, they're beautiful loose leaf teas and the same teas are then packed in beautiful pyramid silk tea bags. Um, so it's, it, you get the same tea when you buy tea bags from us as you do from loose leaf. Oh, really? Um, and we've shortened down the offering down to just seven teas. So it's your classic English breakfast or grey peppermint, etc. cetera. Um, but, yeah, beautiful teas. And teas... Um, there was a bit of a resurgence in tea a couple of years ago, um, but really the coffee is where it's at at the moment. Everyone's yeah. just gone gangbusters. Coffee's, coffee. Yeah, coffee's huge. Everyone has a coffee. Let's go for a coffee. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so coffee's probably, yeah, one of the most the most popular still, I think. How do you think um, your business has weathered through COVID and have you seen a change in the type of customer or the way you do business? Um, yeah, well, we um, we obviously supply cafes and clubs um, and golf clubs, etc., RSLs, and there was a time during COVID that they were actually shut down. So 80% of my business got shut down. Wow. Um, the 20% that survived is where we supply directly to end users, and thankfully um, for us, that 20% became our 80% because um, we had a huge amount of people setting up home offices and buying coffee, um, so we actually got really busy um, during COVID just doing a lot more small things. Well, that was um, lucky. So it just meant that I didn't have to – we didn't have we didn't close for a single day and we didn't have to lay anybody off yeah. or go to shortened hours um, or even work from home. We, we were fortunate. We just sort of kept ploughing ahead. But, but instead of, for example, doing $2,400 – uh, invoices a week we were suddenly doing $420 invoices oh, wow. a week. so we we were actually busier doing yeah. the same amount of turnover yeah. but um but it's starting to turn now um the clubs and pubs are obviously all back yeah and the cafes are starting to pick up again people are going out more um and uh yeah so we're starting to see a resurgence in that that's sort of the, what we call the wholesale trade supplying to business to business um that is coming back but people are still obviously buying for home use and, yeah. and that's really where we're focusing our energy is just trying to... It's, um, COVID's affected a lot of uh, individuals in a, in a common way, which is that their home is now providing a lot more for them, including coffee, but yes. home offices, yeah. entertainment, people are moving from units to homes. Yeah. I was talking to Nick from um, McGrath's last time and um, I know that, yeah, definitely, if you don't have a local coffee shop, then you going to order online yeah. so you can order online from withams you can order online yep. from withams so all of our products are uh, on our website um, withams.com.au and um, one of the interesting things that we've noticed which is quite amusing um, all these home machines are getting um, a real workout now 
So we've actually, the amount of servicing that we're doing, ah. people bringing us their coffee machines for servicing has, has greatly increased because these the home offices, yeah. the people are drinking coffee at home more now. So. Yeah, I guess... Um that's another. It's another um, opportunity. <laughs> yeah, do you well, sell coffee machines? We sell a lot of coffee machines. Beautiful home domestic machines. Wow. Um, and when you buy a machine, you also get a forty-five minute free tutorial. So oh, we actually teach you how to use it and how to maintain yeah. it, which is really important. Um, and then obviously we're also a back-to-base service center for all the brands that we sell. So Steve, my technician, does all the servicing in-house, mm. um, which is really important. If you're going to buy a machine, you want to make sure you know where you can take it for mm. servicing later. Um, yeah, so we, we sell machines, grinders, and then all the other paraphernalia that you need around your coffee machine, we, we pretty much have it in stock. Yeah, yeah. I know there's a lot of places uh, that I've been to that sell Witham's Coffee, so it's quite popular in, in this area. Um, anyone that's looking to make a shift away from another brand, why would you recommend your brand? Oh, Freshness, that's our niche. Um, people, our, our clients, and we're very proud of this, often talk about our service. Um being second to none, um, but really the, the thing that's the, the point of difference for us is is the, the freshness. We don't we don't roast your coffee until you've ordered it. If you own a cafe, oh. so you order your coffee, we then build your order. So we actually produce that coffee and we deliver it guaranteed within twenty four hours of roasting. So our product is absolutely fresh. That is different. Um, yeah, yeah, guaranteed. So we don't we don't have a warehouse full of roasted stock like some of our competitors. Mm. We actually roast fresh every morning and mm. deliver. The vans roll out of the driveways about ten thirty in the morning. And we do all of our local deliveries ourselves with freshly roasted product. Yeah, it's definitely worth a trip down to see the warehouse because I noticed when I was there, some of the I don't know if it's some or all of the coffee is in the um, climate controlled refrigeration. Yeah. Yeah. And what's so, that about? Well, it's a fresh food product, so we once it's roasted, we freeze it immediately. Right. And coffee will last at its at its absolute best in our packaging, which has a ziplock and a, and a one way valve. For up to seven weeks if it's stored correctly. But really yeah. we want you to use the coffee with at least as as, yeah. at least within three weeks. Um, and, in fact, we put a roast on roast and pack date on our bags. We don't put a use-by date. Right. Um, so that roast pack date is actually the date the coffee was roasted and packed. So you can always, when you come in and you, you take a bag of coffee out of that freezer, you can actually see when it was roasted and see how fresh it is. And... And really, we rotate that as well. We make sure that there's never any coffee going in, sitting in that freezer for more than a week. Mm. Um, and then the coffee that you actually drink when you come into the showroom, if you have a coffee there in our cafe, um, most of that coffee was roasted the same day or the day before. So again, it, you, it's an opportunity for people to try really fresh coffee. Yeah, so um, probably recommend that they perhaps go down and try the coffee there if they're. If they're oh, that'd be to great. Switch. Yeah, we're just in the industrial area at Hornsby. Yeah. There's a we have a cafe. Um, we've we're a big debate on at the moment of whether or not we're going to put the seating back inside for in-house dining. Oh, was it inside, um, was it? Yeah, we had seating inside. So at the moment we only have the outside deck area with seating. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're looking at rearranging the showroom itself to have seating again. Mm. Um, that was obviously all removed for COVID. Yeah, I know. COVID was um, oh, <laughs> it's so different. I hope that we are coming through it. So um, any other tips if you're making your own – because sometimes people make coffee at home and it's <laughs> nothing like when you have, right. you have it out. <laughs> and I'm too frightened to offer even you a coffee because I know that it no, won't no, be. <laughs> <that's all right. laughs> I, I try and limit the amount of coffee I drink every day. Yeah. Um, the biggest tips at home are just it's, it's about machine maintenance, cleanliness of the machine. So if, you, if you're obviously making coffee every day, just, just little things like not leaving coffee in the group handle. 
um, in the coffee machine. So when you finish using the machine, make sure that you clean out the group handle. You don't want any coffee sitting in there burning up against the group head. Keeping your steam wand clean because um, that's where you get contamination. If, if the milk is allowed to dry on the outside of the steam wand yeah. and then you're rehydrating that with more milk, for example, that's where you can get cross-contamination. Um, so just little things. So, And that's what the tutorial is about when you come down. You can't, you don't have to buy a machine at a tutorial. You can come down and actually just book a course. Um, and we just teach you a lot of those little things to make the whole home coffee experience um, yeah. a lot better. Yeah, and then obviously using fresh product and, and yeah. things like that. Not I know easy. that I've I've been in and I've bought the coffee for one of my employees' um, husbands and he's that's all he'll drink now. So I think it yeah. must be good coffee. I actually don't drink coffee. <laughs> no, it's one of, one of the last legal drugs. So. Oh, yeah, but I know a lot of people live on it. So, Lance, what would be if, if a new or, or an existing cafe or restaurant was to come on board, what would be the lead time for them to place an order given that the product is quite fresh? Um, if we get your order early enough or overnight, um, you will generally get it the following day. Oh, wow. Um, so we just recently had a lovely lady out at, um, I think she was in Leppington. She ordered at 8 o'clock in the morning and the, we just happened to have a van going to her house and she had her coffee by lunchtime that same wow. day. And she was so impressed she actually phoned up and, and just was raving and she actually said, we've got a customer for life now. Um, we had to assure her that that might not happen every, every time. single time. Yeah. But generally speaking, if we get your order early enough in the morning, it'll be in the van at 10.30 that day and go out to you that day. Yeah. Um, depending on where you are, if we do need to use a courier, so for example, if you're on the Central Coast, that could be overnight. Mm. Um, although we do have a van that goes to the Central Coast every Wednesday, so if you order on Tuesday, it'll get to you on the Central Coast on Wednesday, for example. So That's we do good. try and yeah. get it to you as, as soon as possible. Yeah, um, we try not to leave anything to the next day. But even if it if it does come to you the next day, it will have been roasted that morning. Mm. So Still it's always fresh. roasted the day. We and they should put it in the fridge or the freezer. They should keep it in the freezer if possible, and, oh. and not worry too much about thawing it because. Because there's no moisture in the bag, like a bag of peas, for example, it won't freeze solid. It's almost like a dry freezing. You can use it straight um, away. Pretty much straight away it, it'll have thawed. Even beans, once you put your beans in your grinder, by the time you're grinding them, it's actually it's, it's thawed enough for that whole process. Oh, wow. Um, that is fast. So just remember too, if you are putting an order online, mm. um, which is at withams.com.au, um, that as a new client, when you sign up, you get um, on your first purchase, you get a 10% discount on All coffee right. as well, just as a thank you for signing up. Um, so there is a promotional code on, on the website that'll pop up when you when you log onto your website, onto the website. So you do, your distribution for online orders is also sort yep. of anywhere, well, not anywhere, but um, up the coast and yeah, south. Yeah. No, and we, so people um, can order from, where do people order from? Oh, we, All over? we've got people ordering from Tasmania. Okay, um, okay. I had a really weird one the other day. A guy in Nicaragua wanted me to ship him some Nicaraguan coffee. That is bizarre. It was bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> that one must take the cake. He must have been going, no, nah, this is a joke, is no, it? Uh, we're, we're still <laughs> not real. sure. He hasn't replied to my reply yet. Um, but, yeah, no, we, we mail order all over the country. So right. um, we find also during the, um, the mineral spoon, we were doing a lot of coffee out into Western Australia. Um, so we were express shipping it there. That, that we couldn't guarantee 24 hours, but... Mm. We did pretty well. I think three days to the middle of nowhere was pretty good. Yeah, wow. So, um, so people are buying our product all over the country. Um, and do they? Do you think they just try it, sort of just come across it and try it, or do you think that they've had it somewhere and enjoyed it? We we do notice little clusters. So what happens is, generally speaking, we have a client and they might they might give a neighbour a coffee, for example, and suddenly we're supplying two houses in the same street and then yes. three or four houses. Yes. And then, 
and it sort of grows in a, in a cluster. Mm. Um, so it's definitely a referral and we love that because that means that we've got satisfied, well, not even satisfied customers, hopefully they're raving fans, but yep. satisfied customers out there who are, who are basically promoting on our behalf. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so... Th- but then also around cafes that we supply, we often notice that people will start ordering in that area. So if, yeah. we, if we pick up a cafe in a new uh, suburb, we'll suddenly find that we get three or four domestic well, clients handy. around there yeah. as well. Um, and that's validation as well that, that the cafe that we're supplying is obviously treating our product with some respect. And, that's good. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit, do you ever have to go in and do you ever get feedback where you have to go oh, in and sort of hit the reset feedback. button with cafes? <laughs> the worst um, kind of thing, I'm sure. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Though a, a customer will go to a cafe that we supply and not be satisfied with oh. some part of the experience that they've had, yeah. and instead of approaching the cafe owner, they, 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 they phone me. Um, <laughs> well, you need to know anyway. So well, I guess all feedbacks, it. good feedback. Yeah, you can't do anything about it unless unless we're told. So we appreciate all feedback. But yeah, it's quite interesting because sometimes it relates. It's doesn't relate at all to the coffee or the yeah. roastering or anything. But, as, yeah, but we do appreciate any feedback. Um, if people go and have one of our products and mm. they're dissatisfied, we, we need to hear about it. Yeah, so I agree. It. I think the worst thing is um, is when you get – when you don't get feedback, I guess, because it's great to get good feedback but yeah. you also do need the bad feedback. Oh, absolutely. Um, as a business owner, uh, regardless of I think what your business is, you've got to be open to all types of feedback so that you yeah. can improve. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or you a, can you can look at what maybe you're not looking at, and might not necessarily need improving, but oh, it's, and some, yeah, sometimes it's 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 so easy to fix, and yeah. um, you just think, well, it, and then and it might be happening in more than one site. So yes. if somebody brings it to your attention, it can be a really small thing. Just even how a lot of cafes, for example, don't have a decaf grinder, so we grind a decaf oh. for them. But every machine is is slightly different in the way that the the, the water temperature is set or the pump pressure is set, for example. So so we might grind the decaf um, the same way we do for X cafe mm-hmm. um, and then at Y cafe the machine's slightly different so the decaf will run slightly different. But unless they tell us that and we can actually set the grind specifically to each cafe and we do, we, uh, we've got some cafes that get grind 3.6 and some that get 3.2 and some get 3 just so that we can get that proper extraction so that things like decaf run really nicely. Yeah. Because if you get a good decaf coffee, you should not be able to tell the difference between that and I agree, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but just, I've also had a coffee that was told was decaf and was caffeinated. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've heard there's a cafe, we don't supply them, and it could just be an urban myth in the city where no matter what kind of milk you order, you just get regular milk. <laughs> so. Oh, wow. Well, I actually think milk, you can tell the difference. Oh, absolutely. Don't you? Yeah. Can you, yeah. Can you make good coffee with soy and all those other almond and all those this yeah. weird and wonderful variety of milks? <laughs> well, the, the thing, again, there, it's, a, it's about buying a good product. So there are, there are definitely better soy milks on the market. Yeah, that's true. Um, some of them, they... They curdle and break down at a much lower temperature, so just the whole frothing oh. process, the steaming of the milk process has to change. And, again, if you're buying really good, I don't want to mention brands, but if buying a really good soy milk, mm. it should be able to froth the same as just regular right. milk. Um, so we currently offer oh, um, regular milk, skim milk, almond milk, oat milk, um, soy milk and lactose-free milk. So we're Incredible. doing six, six different milks. Isn't it incredible? Yeah. Imagine twenty years ago. I yeah. don't think we had that many milks, do we? 
Or no, do we? No, no. <laughs> I'm just oblivious, yeah. No, I mean, I yeah. yeah, we we used to just do regular and skim and that yeah, was Yeah, that was it. it. In, yeah, in days, that was so, it. Incredible. Um, so there again too, it's, it's important that um, the baristas have got some kind of system for controlling um, the milk in different coloured jugs or yeah. it, so there's no cross-contamination oh, right. there. Um, and just again purging the wands so that they're not getting one type of milk accidentally mixing with another type of yeah, milk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's actually quite a lot to it and quite a bit of science behind it, isn't there? Yeah, and even, um, you know, working with experienced baristas, um, we have workshops sometimes and, um, you know, we can all we can all learn something from each other mm. um, just because you've done something a certain way forever. Um, you suddenly you, you might just have one of those ah moments where mm. some the penny drops and you just go oh yeah. of course. Yeah. So do you love what you do? Uh, yeah, I've been told I'm quite passionate about it, and I um, my my staff don't let me do barista courses anymore because the barista course is meant to go for three and a half hours, and I think <laughs> I think my record was five and a half hours. Hey, I know what you mean. I, yeah. I get a bit enthusiastic. Someone kicks you off on your topic. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to stop. <laughs> so I can I can actually appreciate that. But um, wow, well I would say for anyone that hasn't tried a coffee from Withams to go down to Hornsby and oh, try it to see at there. the warehouse. I yep. think it's probably the best place to go, and then you can see the range and you can see the other products. But I think you're probably going to get the authentic cup there. Yeah, and if you come in the morning, you can actually see the boys out the back roasting the coffee. Oh wow! Um, you, so from the showroom, you can actually look into the production area. And yeah. The boys are out there busy roasting the coffee and packing it up, so you can actually see the whole process. Yeah. And of course, there's that whole aroma. Do you ever get little um, tour groups through from yeah, from various yeah. places? Yeah. Yeah, I've been working um, working a lot with uh, the Rotary Club. Oh so, yeah, um, they're great. Uh, so the Rotary Club at Warunga, and um, and then obviously school groups too. So part of the the barista training that we do with schools is that one of the training sessions is actually a tour and they come and we actually roast a batch of coffee with them during the tour and then they use that coffee back in the class really? the, following, the following session. So they, yeah. do, do schools now have coffee machines? Oh, <laughs> uh, you'd be, yeah, a lot it's of schools. It's been a while, but. <laughs> yeah, a lot of schools, well, we supply a lot of schools that have in-house cafes uh, um, and it's often the year 10 hospitality students yeah. that are actually running yeah. the cafes. So, again, we go in and train it. Um, but yeah, we've got some fantastic customers that um, that are schools um, in the local area, and and some that are further afield. But yeah, um, yeah. and like I said, um, a lot of them actually offer the barista training as a course. Um, so we do an eight eight week, one hour a week, eight week session. So it fits in fits into a semester, and that's basically you get the same training as you would if you came and did a three and a half hour session at the warehouse. Yeah, and um, we just it's just over the eight weeks. That's yeah. all. Wow, it's all happening. Yes. Oh, well, thank you so much for your insights and uh, into the coffee world of coffee and your time. Absolute it's a real pleasure. pleasure to talk to you today, Lance. Thank you. Thank you very much.